HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Root 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit www.rt11.com. On behalf of our family of hosts, staff, and the millions of listeners who have tuned in since 2009, we want to wish you happy holidays and ask for your support as we launch our daily in-house news coverage. Please consider making us a part of your end-of-year giving in 2013. Your membership donation is tax-deductible and the best way to show you believe in our work and the importance of a free, food-focused media resource. Consider donating today at heritageradionetwork.org by clicking the Donate button. Thanks for your support, and enjoy the show. Good afternoon and welcome to What Doesn't Kill You, Food Industry Insights, with me, your host, Katie Kiefer. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the back of Roberta's Restaurant at 261 Moore Street. I realize I haven't said that in absolutely months, but yeah, that's where we are. We're in a couple of shipping containers in the back of Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, so this is my last live broadcast for the year. Uh, don't panic. I'll be back in a couple weeks. <laughs> Because it is the end of the year after all. And um, when I get back, I will be um, switching my slot from Sundays, where I have occupied this one o'clock hour for low these many years, and uh, moving on to noon on Mondays. I'm also going to accompany the move with a new Facebook page, and I'm going to be putting up um, not only pieces that I write, but also um, things from the trade industry, papers that I read a lot um, that I think are interesting and worthwhile to stay on top of. I think, um, you know, it's it's important to see what the other half is thinking and doing. And uh, that's kind of my goal with this program ultimately is to bring together some sort of um, synergy between opposing, you know, what is a very polarized uh, food system now, especially regarding the meat industry, which lives in its own little bubble, and then 
all of us sort of progressive food type people are living in another little bubble and neither of those bubbles seem to be able to um, make a Venn diagram and and that is to be lamented and to be you know pushed forward as an agenda. So today, um, good Lord willing, we'll be talking to my friend Christy Robb. Christy is the food director for St. John's Bread and Life and um, St. John's is an emergency food provider, a food pantry and uh, has both a mobile soup kitchen and a soup kitchen in-house. They feed 2,500 people a day. Um, Christy coordinates all of that. Uh, so hence um, the fact that she hasn't texted me yet to tell me that the family that she's bringing in to talk. Oh, no, she's ready. She's there. So, Joe, we can call her and um, uh, we can talk with Christy Robb. She's uh, right now. She'll, she'll explain what she's doing. But um what is cool about what's happening is that at St. John's today, and they do many, many fantastic things with their community, and today is um, an event called Sponsor a Family. Um, this is actually a year-round project, but um, it sort of culminates today. I'll let Christy give you the details on that, but um, it's a wonderful program. It serves a lot of people in the Bed-Stuy area of Brooklyn, and <clears throat> and it brings a lot of joy to children, which is what it's all about at this time of year. I must say that as I get older and my kid gets older and my nephews and everything gets older, it's like Christmas is kind of sad without young children. Um, so I'm <laughs> kind of envious of Christy spending time with a whole bunch of families at St. John's today. Um, but anyway, so she should be on the line in a second. How are we doing, Joe? Good? Yeah? Tell me yes. <laughs> He's about to patch her through. Yep. I'm getting the thumbs up. Christy, you there, honey? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. I know you're so busy today, and I really appreciate you taking time to do this. But as we discussed on um, Monday or Tuesday evening when we got together, uh, this is a good time of year not to be preachy or anything, folks, but just to remember that even though we're all scurrying around planning our fabulous you know, events with our loved ones, uh, there are many of people who are less fortunate than we are. And um, and so, therefore, a little shout-out to the good works of St. John's Bread and Life. So, um, Christy, Thank tell you. us about Sponsor a Family. What are you guys doing there? Sponsor a Family registers during October and early November 2,000 families mm. in the community, and they can choose toys for their kids, uh, 14 and under, and I think or 15 and under, and then I think the older kids get movie tickets, but the other kids can go on to a computer and look up all the different toys we have in the different age groups and choose toys for their kids, and then they get a box of food. And the box of food is actually really a nice box of food because one of the major uh, pieces of it is a beautiful ham from Heritage Meats. Oh, my God, from Heritage Foods USA? From Heritage Foods That's USA. That's amazing, Christy. Yes. And Patrick and Aaron were here yesterday delivering Aww. the hams, and... Uh, helping us pack the boxes because we put the hams in obviously at the as as people are taking the boxes right and they also ended up explaining on the street to the whole line waiting the whole idea behind heritage meats oh that's and, awesome yeah and what it what how special these these hams really are they're not just your your run of the mill hams there that's actually. right it's not a cook's ham from your D'Agostinos right yes it's, it's not the one generic ham breed that we have left right. in the world <laughs> yeah no they are really they come from uh, I think Sam Edwards does the curing but they <clears throat> they come from really lovely um, lovely pigs what can I tell yeah, you from farm raised yeah. pigs I mean you know not commodity farming but really. <clears throat> 
you know, individual farmer rancher types who um, still care about their livestock. So right, you got to eat them to save them, right? Isn't that the model? That's our. That's the it took slogan. Took me a while to understand that, but I do now really understand yeah. that. Yeah, no, it really it makes sense, and it's it's a weird idea because when you think of an endangered species, you normally think of preserving every last you know molecule of that gene pool. But in the right. case of heritage uh, breeds, livestock breeds, you know, when they go out of favor with uh, the industry, then you know, typically or or Possibly those genetic strains can just literally disappear, right, and right. Um, when that happens, you stop you stop uh, developing what's called hybrid vigor because you have to keep invigorating a breed to keep it viable. Otherwise, it becomes like the potato famine um, in Ireland. You know, it's all one breed and one single virus or one single illness can wipe out an entire can wipe out the whole thing. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's important to keep that hybrid vigor going. So anyway, in sponsor- Good one. I didn't know that terminology, Katie. I should have you here to describe yeah. <laughs> all this. <laughs> well, you know, I did, hybrid vigor. I like. That. I did work for Heritage for quite a few years, I and, know. and I, I wrote a lot. A copy for them, so <laughs> so um, so. Tell me about the typical family that um, is taking advantage of sponsor a family. Like, uh, how many kids and well, I what have kind of a age typical groups? family right here. Well, they're not typical; they're very special. But they are they exemplify the type of person that might come here to get help uh-huh. and get some extra stuff for Christmas. And it's the Carpio family, and I actually know them from my previous job in Queens. Awesome. At Our Children, and um, there's a whole little story about that. I'll let maybe Chris tell you about that or cool. his mom. And then I've stayed in touch with them because even though I don't really not supposed to have favorites, I do actually have some favorite <laughs> families. And they're Your one secret of is safe with us, Christy. <laughs> That's right. I love all my families, but this family has been very special to me. Mm. And so I've stayed in touch with them, and they've stayed in touch with me. And so they are part of Sponsor of Family this year. So it, 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 we probably can't do speakerphone. That's probably bad quality, right? Uh, I don't know. Give it a shot and see what it's like. We try, and then if it's bad, you'll tell me. Otherwise, yes. I'll just put then individual people from the family on. And then okay. I also brought in another young man who volunteers, because I know you want to speak to a volunteer, possibly. I do. And yeah. how old are you now? Eleven. He's been coming. This is like your second or third year, at least, or maybe more. He's been coming for a while. And so he works in the garage, and he actually handles a lot of the meat and the boxes. And he'll talk to you about if you want to talk to him about what his experience is. I want okay? to talk to an 11-year-old boy who's volunteering. Yes, I do. Isn't put that him, great? Put and him then, on the phone right now, actually. Oh, put him on first? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And then Chris is also a volunteer from our children, so he'll tell you a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And he's... 12 now, 13? 13. Oh, my God. 12. And then there's another little boy in this family and an older son, Jefferson, okay? And the mom, Marcia, is here, too. Hi, Marcia. Okay, Hi, Jefferson. So I'm going to put you on first. I always forget your name. I'm sorry, sweetie. Pete. I knew that, Katie. I, I, I know you Pete did. I Pete anywhere. Okay, here I know he you is. Did. Hey, Pete. I'm going to try speakerphone, and then we'll it tell, us if it, tell us if we should take it off. Okay, okay, I will. All right, are we on speaker now? Can you hear us? No. <laughs> what in a word. I mean, we can hear you, but it sounds terrible. Yeah. It wasn't even working in here for some Put that Pete on the phone oh, right wait, this way. there we way. are. How's that? Is that better? I don't know, Joe. No. Joe's saying no. No. Head shaking. It's just on the speaker. too okay, far wait. away. It sounds too far away. Okay. Here's Pete. <clears throat> hey, Pete. Pete. Hi, Katie. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So what grade are you in? I'm in sixth. You're in sixth grade, and you've been volunteering since you were nine? Uh, yeah, about that. And what what drove you to volunteer? What made you want to do this? Um, well, my grandfather has uh, been volunteering a lot more than me, and finally he decided to bring me and my brother along, uh-huh. along with my dad. 
That's so cool. And your family has a tradition of volunteering in charity organizations like yes. this? Yeah, we do it a lot. Uh-huh. You do? What else do you do? Tell me other things that you do. Well, I mean, like in school, um, like in student council and the SAD club, uh-huh. uh, we're always trying to get to uh, donate in toys for the toy drives. Right. Yeah. That's very, very impressive. It really is. I mean, I think it's hard for most people to volunteer, I mean, given, you know, the busy schedule. And for students who, especially somebody your age, where you typically think of somebody like you out there, like riding a bike, playing ball, you know, doing your thing. And instead, there you are at St. John's Bread and Life in Bed-Stuy on Lexington Avenue, handing out toys and packages to people who need help. I think that's so fantastic. So um, is your grandfather there, too? Um, he's not in the room right now, but oh, yeah, he's, but he's here. outside. Okay, well, let's hand me over to one of the family members there, and we'll talk about like what they've been doing and and what the toy drive and and what these packages mean for them. Thanks so much, Pete. You're a great guy. I can tell. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Ha- Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, my friend. Merry Christmas. Thank you, honey. So, who am I getting next, Marcia? Uh, Marcia. Is that you, Marcia? Hello. Hello. How are you? Hola, Marcia. ¿Cómo está? Bien, gracias. You speak Spanish? No, I don't. I just, I, I have like 10 words because I've lived in New York for so long that, you know, I have this like fake Spanish that I can speak, which is mostly English, but with a Spanish accent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us gringos out there who speak like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcia, you are part of the, of the sponsor of family. Are you also a volunteer? Uh, no. No. Uh, my son, no. Sometimes Your son is volunteering. I go help a little bit in the pantry across the street in Astoria, but no. Uh. And how? And you met Christy at uh, at the at the other um, location that she was working at. I can't remember the name of that spot. Yes, our children. Our children. And how many kids do you have? Three. And do are you working also? So you have three kids and you're working. Uh, right now, no. No, but no. you will. Yeah. Yeah. Will. You have little kids. I have a six-year-old, oh. twelve years old, and one that is twenty, twenty-one years. Old. Oh, Marcia! So, what you were like twelve when you had your first baby? Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you sound really young, and I bet you're really young, and you still have a six-year-old at home. So, I wish. <laughs> oh, you wish! Oh, I'm sure it's great. So, what? How did you get involved in sponsor a family? What? How did that? Um, you know, is it Christy reached out to you, but then? What happened? Tell me how it works. And what does it mean for you guys? Like, what is, you know, it sounds like a kind of joyful experience. What's going on there? Yes, um, my son Chris helped in the pantry and our Ah. children. So he likes to volunteer and everybody is friendly. So he get like, he get really close to Christy because he volunteers. Yeah. Uh, so they become good friends. And yes. then I think Christy let Chris know, my son's Chris. Yeah. So he, she let her, him know about the program and we enrolled. So Very nice. And yeah, so your son, Chris, like how did he get to be interested in volunteering? I mean, like I was saying to Pete, it's not, you know, kids don't normally go for volunteering at the age of 11 or 12, right? He, I think he's at nine. At nine? Eight or uh, eight. Oh, my God. He, he was eight. That's fantastic. But when he see, like, I always go there to the pantry to pick up some food because that helps me. Yeah. Like, uh, 
sometimes I have, it's like a little safe, you know, like. Oh, yeah, it's I a get safety net. something yeah. so I don't have to spend more money. Absolutely. So I went to get the food and he, he see the other kids or Christy, they're working and mm -hmm. he say, can I work, mommy? I say, I don't know. So then we speak to Christy and she say, okay. And then every time he see the gate open, he's like, Christy's there. So he <laughs> wants to go and work, even if it's not the day that he has to work. He still wants he, to do it. He still wants to do it. He goes and say, I'm going to say hello to Christy. That's awesome. And he goes and, yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, everybody loves Christy. So, yeah. I mean, I can understand why he wants to, like, go in and say hello to her as soon as, as often as possible. Because I want to yeah. do the same thing. I sometimes volunteer at St. John's myself. And it's really just because Christy is so fantastic. Christy, are you, are you enjoying this? <laughs> I don't know if she can hear it, right, Marcia? No, no, can she, she hear this? Hear no. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you put Christy back on the phone and she can give us a little more info about the um, about the program. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today. I really appreciate it, Marcia, and congratulations on raising such a wonderful family where okay. you have kids that are volunteering at eight and nine years old. Like that, you know, more people should be doing that. More people should be getting their kids involved the way you have, and I think that's really fantastic. Thank you. Feliz Navidad, my darling. Gracias, igualmente. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> Adios. Adios. Hi, Katie. Hi, Christy. <laughs> I love Marcia. Isn't she great? She's adorable. She's <laughs> so nice. And I mean, you know, when I hear about these kids, like, starting to volunteer at 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, I wonder what I did wrong as a parent. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. My kid would no more volunteer for something than she would, you know, like, eat glass. I mean, she's just not, she doesn't have the mindset. And I think it's really lovely when parents can instill, by, I guess, by example, um, and sometimes it's also just the kid, you know, like it just, it also just depends on the personality of the kid. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, I was very funny when Marcia, I don't know if she told you this, but when she first came, she said, you know, I can send, I can come with him or send my older son with him because she was worried that I would think he's way too young. And I, right. and I sort of knew him a little bit, not well, but I, I knew he was kind of mature a little bit for his age. So I said, well, try it. Like, and if there's a problem, I'll let you know. And he was like literally the best volunteer we had. Okay. Amazing. He was like way better than everybody else at no eight. Way. He didn't need any assistance. He was totally had it under control. Oh and God. he's very interested in food and he's gone on to do other stuff around cooking classes and stuff. He oh, can that's play a little fantastic. bit more about it. But but I mean some of it is just his personality, you know? Yeah. But the whole family is like that. Like they came in here at Thanksgiving and they came into the kitchen and I, we were doing all this food stuff and they just all started helping the whole family. That's beautiful. You mean the day that you were doing and, the the day that we did the turkeys? No, not that day. They came in another day, maybe the registration day when people were yeah. registering because that's like six different weekends that people register. Right. And so they came one day to register and I was here and then, um, you know, they just all jumped in and started helping. Everybody started washing and trying dishes, the whole family, just on their own. <laughs> How many opportunities do you think there are in the year for families like that to come in and, and help out? Because I think it's a really nice way to build community. And well, I, I know you do too. So yeah, you guys no, have totally. quite a few events like this. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's Thanksgiving. We do a big meal on Thanksgiving yeah. that a lot of people come and prep for, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, come and volunteer for. We do the registration people come and volunteer the tax project people come and volunteer the tax project is people get to you know uh have their taxes done here for free 
for Whoa. like from January 26th through April 15th. So that goes on for a few months, and it's, it's into the evenings, and it's on Saturdays. So they use a lot of volunteers at that. Um, then there's this whole Christmas project is two weekends. Like last weekend, we packed everything, the food mm-hmm. and the toys, the non-perishable food and the toys. Right. And then this weekend, we do the distribution. So there's four, you know, two weekends of two days each where people can, a lot of people come through here and volunteer. But then there's all all year, you know, because we're doing all the cooking for the soup kitchen and there's the mobile yes. soup kitchen and there's the food pantry. And, you know, so there's like a lot of different ways that people can, can participate here throughout, you know. Right. And do you so. find that it's a lot of community people that are coming in, or is it more people yes. from outside of the borough? Yes. No, I would say that the majority of our volunteers, except for at the Christmas program, are people that are utilizing the program. Wow. Yeah, which is very interesting, and they're very eager and willing and 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 want to volunteer. Right, right. So for them, so. it's like they're not just there to, I mean, just to, like, throw some dust at the, throw some like to say, you know, so it's a mud, the Republicans. It's not that they're there to just, you know, take, take, take. It's like they want to give back. No, they, they want to give back right back. away. Right they away. are giving back. Yeah, You know, they are participating. Yeah. And, you know, that just really totally gives the lie to the idea of, you know, you know, people who are like, you know, the the, the welfare queen or whatever. I mean, it's just, yeah, no, no, it's that's so really, insulting and it's so wrong. And it's yeah, just, that's such a tiny percentage, mm-hmm. it, you know, that it's, you can't, and then that happens in programs where you might have, you know, a small percentage of people that seem to sort of take advantage of it in a negative way. And it starts to, you know, a lot of times people start to feel like that's everybody that's using it. And it's such a small percentage. You can't design a program around those people. You've got to design it around the 98% that are using it appropriately, yes. you know, because otherwise it's totally unfair. You know, you end up with a really mean program, which happens a lot. Really? Um, oh, yeah, because, you know, because it's hard on the people that are running these programs. A lot of them are volunteers, right? There's yeah. very, very few paid staff. And so, it, you know, people can start to get, you know, feel like they're being used in a way that they don't like. But it will be just because one person is, you know, somebody they, they're having a hard time with. But then they think the whole, everybody's like that. And then the, the program is designed around that. You know, right, it's a around very the typical, negative, yeah. yeah, very typical reaction. <laughs> I've done a lot of trainings around this with programs like don't, you know, Look at the percentage of people that may be misappropriating your program, and it's probably less than 5%, and therefore you don't have to worry about it. Right. You know, if you find out that somebody's doing something that's not right, then you're going to deal with that individual. Right. But the program needs to be run for the people that are using it appropriately and be nice to them and <laughs> gentle on them and, you know, make it possible for them to come here and feel like they're like they're like they're part of something other than just being thrown a bag of food, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, that's but, where the social work aspect of it comes in. Yeah. Like, there's a big piece of it is that, yeah. and, and making a connection with somebody and, and having them walk away smiling and feeling good about what happened. And right. Because it's hard to come into a program like this. I mean, if you had the money, you'd be in a grocery store, That's right. you know, buying your own food and you wouldn't be on somebody else's time clock and somebody else's rules. And so, you know, I've really bent over backwards here to make it a really user-friendly program because there's really no reason why it shouldn't be. And I, I can attest to that because I've seen Thank it in you. action. Oh, come Thank on. You. You're I mean, part of it. Well, I mean, I hope to be more of a part great. of it starting in January once again. I'd love to get back into doing some of those oh, yeah, demos, especially in the that. fabulous new kitchen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can say, you know, from somebody who I've never worked in a soup kitchen or a food pantry and watching what's going on in there, I mean, the clients are just incredibly nice, incredibly friendly. Everybody is interested in what they're getting. It's 
uh, it's just a remarkable program, and you get such fantastic donations from local farms and farmers. Um, you oh, know, the, yeah. The quality of the produce that you're bringing into these people's homes is just, it's extraordinary. I mean, I think you're and just And we're an purchasing amazing... a lot, you know, which is right. really, so you know, this year we looked at, um, out of a, out of our produce budget, and we were actually purchasing almost 50% local produce, right? which I'm really proud of, yeah, you know, you and be. I'm really, really happy about that. Yeah, it's and, great. Uh, it's the money it's, is going right back into New York State or right around us, the Tri-State and, area. And I can really also see the difference in people physically. Like, I've literally mm-hmm. been standing in, in the kitchen and look out into the dining room and see people eating really healthy food and see their whole... Their whole bodies and, and faces kind of light up and come to life because they're actually eating something good and healthy, and it's really quite amazing to see. Right, and it tastes you know? good. Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, it's really, a really, really program. gratifying to see that. You know, really can actually see it with your own eyes, you know? So well, Christy, amazing. there's no way you could work that 60 hour work week. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't getting some kind of serious juice some on the kind other of good end, food, right. yeah, really, because <laughs> you do work harder than anybody I know. I gotta say, well, thank you, honey. Oh, not at all. It's <laughs> Is just... my boss listening? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'll Are be the sure angels to send him a link? <laughs> All right, it's not for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's not, but it's really great, and it's it's exciting to see. Like, I mean, I really love the part of the community being involved in it and giving back and wanting to volunteer and wanting to be part of sort of this overall let's help each other kind of mentality, which is all too rare in this country, I think, in general. I mean, I, I, we have become sort of so incredibly fragmented, and I'm not sure why that is, but I don't think other countries deal – um, with their lower income segments quite in the sort of cruel and cavalier way that we do in the United States. I mean, it's right, just too right. weird. Well, it's, there's also, there's no reason for it. Like, there's plenty. You know, there's, yeah, right, there's plenty know, of food. It's not really a yeah. hunger issue in the sense of there's no food. It's just, it's, it's a distribution issue. Right. And that's really the problem. And, um, you know, that's, that's what's, to me, the worst part about it. Because if there was really no food, then we'd sort of have to deal with that. Right. But that's not really the problem. You know, we're throwing away more food than we want to give to well, people. Well, we throw away you know? 40% of the food produced in the United States. That's yeah, a, that's just a outrageous. hard and fast statistic. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. Yeah, you told me that the other night, and that's just outrageous. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's an amazing so. thing to think about, actually, that we're yeah. discarding 40% of our food. And then the other part of that, um, which I learned, and I learned this from doing these programs, actually. This mm-hmm. is the kind of stuff that I, you know, my I see an article or I, I meet somebody at a, at a conference or something, and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. Let me explore that. So the, the other piece to that throwing away 40% of your food, um, which people can learn more about by going through my archive, is that um, all that food going into landfill creates an enormous amount of methane and other greenhouse gases. So not only are we wasting food, not only are we depriving people, but we are also contributing to global warming and to our own, you know, uh, ultimate (laughs) environmental disasters. Are you getting an important phone call? Yeah, sorry. It's about something to do with these toys. Oh, um, so you need to go, probably. I do need to go. Do you want to talk to Chris for a minute? Yeah, put Chris on the phone. Thank okay, you. I'm sorry, Chris. sweetie. Oh, no, I just, I, I've got, like, a bunch of stuff going on. No. And so, Yeah, duh. You have 2,000 people in there <laughs> coming to get their boxes of food. I'm enjoying toys. hiding out in my office, though. <laughs> um, thank you for calling us. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you for doing, doing what you're doing. Thank, thank you, sweetie. Christy. Okay. You're giving a great service. So put Chris on, and then right. we'll wrap it up. Okay, sweetheart. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Hey, Chris. Chris, are you on the phone? Yeah, hi. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. So, Chris, tell me how old you are. I'm 12. And you're in seventh grade? Yeah. And so what got you started on the volunteering? You're Marcia's son, right? Yeah. 
So how did you get into it? Tell me what happened. No, um, my mom, like, goes to the food pantry and right. she gets food. So I saw, like, um, people volunteering. So I wanted to help out because I I wanted to do something good for a living. So oh, sweet. I, I told my mom I wanted to volunteer. Right. And she told Christy if I could, and then Christy's like, okay. And she wanted to see how how's I doing, so right. So I started volunteering. Right. She liked she liked how I volunteered, mm-hmm. and that's it. And the rest is history. So you started yeah. that when you were eight, and now you're twelve. Yeah. So that's a long time to know somebody like Christy, right? Mm-hmm. So are you guys like really tight still? How yeah. often do you come to the pantry? Do you do it um, every on weekends? I don't. They're not open on weekends, are they? No. Yeah. It's it's Monday and Thursdays, so sometimes, um, like right now, yeah, um, right for holidays. There's a new um, boss or like a coordinator. Mm-hmm. There's a new coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, um, she sometimes comes on Mondays or on Fridays. So I go over there uh-huh. and see if she needs help or anything. You're an awesome dude. And so you do this, like, what, after school and before you go home to do homework? Yeah, uh-huh. after school. And what about, like, what about your friends? Do they do it, too, or are you, like, the only one who's interested um, in doing this? I started volunteering, but then um, some friends of mine mm-hmm. heard that I was volunteering, and, like, they didn't have nothing to do over the weekend and, like, over after school right. or vacation. So... They asked me if they could volunteer, and Fantastic. I'm like, I'm, I was like not sure if they could because right. I needed to ask the coordinator. Yeah, I asked the coordinator, and she like it's okay. And then I told them they could volunteer, but they had to do like um paperwork, like give phone number, you uh-huh. know, in case, yeah. Sure. They had to like act like grown-ups and, and fill out their forms and do their thing, right? Just yeah. like you did. Yeah. And so they've stuck with it or you're... Yeah, they stuck with it until now. That's fantastic. So you're an inspiration to your friends, obviously. That must feel pretty good, huh, Chris? Mm-hmm. So what do you, what's, uh, what's on your list for Christmas? What are you hoping for? Have all my family together. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's what I'm getting for Christmas. All my family together. I appreciate that. That's really nice. Honey, I got to wrap it up now because my half hour is up. But I want to thank you so much for joining me on the phone. Thank your mom for me. And uh, thank you for doing what you're doing and for being an inspiration to your friends and to your schoolmates. And I wish you a really, really happy Christmas and a very happy new year. And uh, same to all of my listeners. And thanks to my sponsor, who I didn't do a sponsor drop for, but I love them anyway. And thanks to Joe. And uh, we'll see you next year, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And remember, I'll be on Mondays at noon uh, starting in January. Take care now and have a great holiday season. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. 
You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.